no utility Now, if you uh, re- I can swim now. Well, no. right, you can't swim. For them, and Stony gave in. It's an American Patriots right the leader joining us. This uh, and it is beautiful. And maybe this thing's off. I certainly hope so. Because tomorrow it's going to be nasty. good or nasty is a nasty. Nah, not good, nasty. Our right, lines are open. We're up and running. You don't have to be a racist. Glad you straighten that out. Uh, are going to be oh, was apparently depressed fan. How did they this Lavar stuff rude? But the in front of a were overrun. This idea. National people. He looked weak. He looked con- wasn't got surrounded by people screaming in his face. Just protesters. They used the f word screaming. The mayor would find things as the whole. Listen, should have never come. You can hear what's happening. 35. I have to say. Yep. He's Richmond, folks. 39 years Born as a black. can see your skin. I didn't Now it's in his DNA. Black. Prove that you're a black. Who you are. The irrational argument of the capitalism. Oh, it's all the time. Right. To me, years and you know what's that? Is. I don't have a doubt. And it's oh, actually so embarrassing. Into the head. Little liarship, oh, crazy he, he, he said, I'm not an African-American. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the great call. More of your phone calls next on the Not done with the embarrassment as if that's the problem. 66, Libra TW. Slightly embarrassing, isn't it? Slightly. How about overwhelmingly embarrassing this week to be in the Commonwealth of Virginia to watch Ralph Northam and Mayor uh, of Richmond, Stoney, just uh, embarrass themselves. They can't knock down a riot. They let the city burn. They, they, uh, they're, they're soft on that because they're scared. And that is not good for the cause of freedom and liberty. It's, it's, uh, they're a travesty. They're failures in leadership. Have uh, have embarrassed everybody. Have you seen any of the damage downtown? Unbelievable. I rode through there yesterday. Windows broken out. People in there replacing we windows. That. Mayor we allowed let, We let it happen. So wrong. So the mayor continues on his uh, uh, ridiculous. Actually, let me just play this again for those who are just tuning in here. This is the mayor talking about how he's been black his whole life and it's in his DNA, and they were asked to prove it. I've been a black man for 39 years of my life. 39 years of my life. It's unbelievable he allowed this happen. It was wrong that what happened yesterday. Yep. I, I, I apologize for that. Just, Who's he apologizing to? An outrageous, uh, unreasonable, motley mob. Not rational people who want to have a normal conversation. They took the megaphone from him and stopped dropping the F-bomb. All over the place. It was all videoed. And, and he stood there he, and allowed that. Why is he apologizing? For the uh, tear gas. Yeah, but he... The, Again, he should... You know what? Right. They asked for it. Well, look, they're out there... Uh, if it was my choice, I would have said, how much tear ja- gas is, <laughs> is in the basement? Bring it all up. Here, Every canister. Here he is again at this out-of-control uh, Motley crew on Tuesday. Listen to this. I will show you an exercise. We all work within a system, and I know the system does not work for some of us at all times. So why are we working in a system? 
unreal. Well, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> and I'm going to work within that system to fix it so it never happens again to my people. Oh, oh your people. Yeah, who's not the people of Richard, mind you. He's got a certain people. Who's your people? If we live in the city, are we one of your people? No, not at this time. And it's that's just, it's a shame. The mayor embarrassed himself, embarrassed the city, embarrassed Virginia, and embarrassed the country. And so did Ralph Northam with his statement this week about removing the lease statue. And by the way, this made national news. Uh, many people from across the political talk world uh, referenced it, and it wasn't a pleasant reference. It wasn't like, hey, Virginia, just they're rational people. No, Ralph Northam is so upset about him being found with blackface. He is doing everything he can to make amends. In my opinion, whatever you care about the statue, whatever your position on it, and I really don't have like this rock-solid position on it, although it is historical. I mean, it's been like part of Richmond forever to rip it down because of the, in my opinion, the interesting position that black kids are and feel threatened by it how did how did people make it so far when it statue's been there how did arthur ash make it how did the mayor of richmond become the mayor of richmond with the lee statue there and here's the thing how the lee statue belongs to the citizens of virginia not the citizens of Richmond, not the citizens. Well, the General Assembly just changed that. Now the people of Richmond get to make the decision, unfortunately. And that's, well, the General that's Assembly their... sucks. Well, that's But the thing is, it belongs that. to all of us. I wonder what they do if we protested. That's an interesting point, isn't it? Who, which protester protests the loudest gets the way? Is that how it works for the mayor and for the governor? If the conservatives came out and protested louder, than, and by the way, that's never going to happen because, you know, conservatives don't burn down cities and start fires and turn over police cars. They just don't do that. So they're not going to be listened to unless the mayor is there so much, not about stomping out the crime, but about listening to riots. So here's the whole Lee statue. The difference between... The statue and being being offensive is no different than changing the school names. No one was no one's offended by the name on a school, unless you're told to be. No one walked into Jeb Stewart Elementary School and said, "This must be Barack Obama Elementary School, or my kids will fail." It's never the point. And when they changed the name of the to the Obama Elementary School, did the grades go up the very next week? Did kids walk out of there feeling radically different? The answer is obvious. If we rip down the statue of General Lee, what changes? Would there be no more riots in Richmond? Would the people who rioted, are they that rational of people to say, I feel better that now the statue's gone? Are we really expecting to believe that the statue is this answer to these things? It's no different than the school name. We have people crying about the names of, of schools as if that impacts people. The name doesn't impact. The statue of Robert E. Lee has no impact on what is happening in Virginia. Zero. No kids are offended by it or hurt by it. Unless, unless they're, they're told to be. tell them to exactly. be. And they're, it's not interfering with their success in life. The statue of Robert E. Lee has no impact on how successful you are 
in the city of Richmond. Zero. Unless you're told it, it has an impact on you. The examples are obvious. Arthur Ashe, Governor Wilder. It goes on and on. All that happened with the statue of Robert E. Lee in Richmond. The mayor of Richmond, by his self, he said he's been a black man 39 years of his life, has been a black man for 39 years, and is mayor of Richmond, yet the statue of Robert E. Lee sits in Richmond. How did that happen? We elected the first black governor in the history of the country with Robert E. Lee's statue standing there. You can be against the statue and not like it, but let's not kid ourselves. It doesn't change things. It really doesn't. Your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 93.7 FM, 820 WNTW. I've been stuffed in your pocket. I'm just confused how the most rude, obnoxious, disgusting behavior is winning. What has been written over the statue of Robert E. Lee can't even be shown on TV. This is, this is the people that want this down, that have that kind of disgusting uh, vocabulary or position or rational thought that it can't even be shown on TV now. This is what Ralph Northam's defending? If they're worried about the kids and the statue, shouldn't they be worried about the profanity on the statue? Exactly. It is. Shouldn't they be worried about their kids seeing that? How is this being rewarded? How is it the mayor of Richmond comes out to reward a group that's so unruly they can't be quiet, and when they do get the megaphone, they drop the F word every three sentences? And that's who you want to reward? Why would you reward people like that? Why would the mayor come out and say, let me show how I can embarrass the entire country and Virginia by letting essentially the most rude and obnoxious people grab a microphone out of my hand and let me stand here and entertain it? What has happened is disgusting to normal Americans. They look at this and they go, who's writing this on the statue? If you want the statue down, there's ways to, to make the case. But we can't even show it on TV now. It has to be blacked out. That's crazy. They should arrest those people and put them under the jail for the damage they're doing. So here you have now an interesting stat. The riot death toll is now higher than the deaths of unarmed black people for the entire year of 2019. Is that what we wanted to happen? I'm not sure that was the the correct result here. But the riot death toll is now higher than all the deaths of unarmed black people for the whole of 2019. It's, that is, what is going on in our country is depressing, to say the least. But it's gotten worse. Now, if you say the American flag should be respected, you are forced to apologize for that. How far will this mob mentality go on social media in our country? That is next. And, of course, your phone calls, 454-1366, 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM at 820 WNT. Just after 432, we're outside the Capitol. 
of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry, who are rolling over their graves in tears that we have a train wreck of a mayor and governor. The Lee Brothers, right here on 92.7 FM 820 WNTW. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother. Sitting, sitting to his left, sometimes his far <laughs> is Richard Lee in rare form here today. Hey, um, check us out, would you please? 92.7 FM and 820AM.com. 92.7 FM, 820AM.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to the three great things we can learn from the coronavirus. A little change of topic there, but I think you'll find it interesting. 454-1366. Lee from North Carolina. You're on 92.7 FM and 820 AM with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Yeah, certainly good to talk to you guys. I'm uh, I'm an honorary Lee brother calling all the way from North Carolina. Nice. And uh, that's tune awesome. In and tune in to listen to you guys occasionally, and obviously now's the time for me to be labeled a racist for what I'm going to say. Uh-oh. And, be careful. <laughs> and you guys have, have not gone there yet, but uh, police reform is all over the news. And uh, and uh, it just it works me a little bit because uh, we got to retrain the police. Uh, we have to uh, defund the police, yeah, really. And uh, why is it always the, the police's fault? Why haven't we haven't we removed all the statues? You mentioned that a little bit before. Right. Haven't we banned the rebel flag? You know, haven't we named our streets for Martin Luther King? Oh, well, we just lock up all the dirt bags. Actually, yeah. we just renamed a street up in uh, up in Washington D.C. Black Matters. Black Lives Matter Avenue. The mayor of D.C. just did that. So how about that move? How about that? And haven't we committed to diversity as a goal everywhere? But, you know, no matter what we do, it's still our fault. But it's not a black and white issue, really. It's But here's an opportunity for the black community to step up. Number one, how about stay in school? Continue their education. How about get married uh, before they have kids? All right, so that brings up that brings up a completely different point, obviously. And that is what is holding the uh, black community back. And and to your point, I think you're saying it's not it's not a racist America. You know, it's not the statue in downtown Richmond. It's if if you have a graduate who is black with a B average, they have a better chance of getting in college than a white kid. That is a fact in America today. Now, to your point, I think is valid. If you graduate from high school, get married, have kids, and work hard in that order, you will be successful no matter what your color is. That is a fact, and the greatness of America, which is exactly what uh, Breeze was talking about. Drew Breeze actually said America is a great place, that you should, at the national anthem, Rise and say, I respect America, because it is the best place to be. This is what is so disheartening to Richard and I, who love our country dearly. It's just frustrating. I saw on Facebook people, they're defending Drew Brees, but not for what he said, for the fact that he apologized for what he said. Yeah, he said I he thought, was sorry. what the heck, what, what is this all about? Why, say, why is it, should they defend him for, for saying that, and other people were not accepting the man's apology, and I mean dozens and dozens of other people were not accepting his apology. Including his own teammates. His own teammate was was ridiculing him, saying you're just tone deaf and don't get it. 
That's Malcolm pathetic. Jenkins said, if you don't understand how hurtful and how insensitive your comments are, you're part of the problem. Here's his comments. <laughs> Here's what Drew Brees said. He said, I will never agree with anybody. Dis- by the way, he was asked. He didn't just bring this up and put it a post-it. He was asked by Yahoo Financial Editor during an interview. He said, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Let me just tell you what I see when I f- and what I feel when the national anthems played and when I look at the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, both risking their lives to protect our country and try to make our country and this world a better place, unquote. He should be dragged out and beaten. How dare this man? Tar and feather the man and throw him off the team. There's no, ex- there's nothing Drew Brees needs to apologize. He did because he felt like during this time that the community is very concerned, and I, I can respect that from Drew Brees. If he felt like that his teammates are hurting during this time and he wants to apologize, he can. He did. He has a right to do that. I don't think he could apologize for this. I, I would have a conversation with someone who disagrees with it. I go, what are you upset about? I didn't say anything bad to you. I, I would think that maybe he just wanted to calm down the morons on the planet, the uh, violent protesters and such, because anything that came out of his mouth would have upset them. It's- anything patriotic that came out of the man's mouth would have upset them. And then he apologized for it. I don't I don't I don't understand the apology. This is why I think America's confused. L- listen to what Stephen A from ESPN said about Drew Brees. This this is this is unbelievable. Say, this is a sports talk show. And I know sports aren't really happening right now, but so they have to talk politics. Stephen A in my opinion Stephen A Smith I think is his full name has always bothered me. He's a radical leftist. And here's what he said about Drew Brees. By the way, Drew Brees gave $5 million to COVID-19. He's been an incredible man. He's a great Christian man, done amazing things, and now he's evil. But here's what Stephen A. says. Drew Brees definitely came across as ignorant. Um, It was shockingly so how tone deaf that he appeared to be, uh, considering his history, the kind of things that he's done for the community in New Orleans post-Hurricane Katrina and beyond his philanthropic efforts throughout the years. I was quite surprised, shocked. Uh, at- shocked? He's shocked that he said he likes the country and should be respected. He's shocked by it. I mean, the guy's supposed to be a good guy. How dare he say that you should respect the flag? I'm shocked by it. He continues. His how tone deaf that he was. It was incredibly Twice, alarming, very, very disappointing. I definitely- Incredibly alarming and disappointing. Are you kidding me? He's tone deaf. Stephen A. said that twice, and he continues. I think it justified the reaction that he got from his teammates. You expected more from Drew Brees. Wow. And you didn't get it. I'm actually, I actually don't mind that this happened. Because Drew Brees and his actions yesterday were emblematic of a level of tone deafness or, you know, stripping the veil of, of white privilege that we've been lamenting for quite some time. So wow. now, now Drew Brees, who thinks you ought to respect the flag because his grandfather died in World War II fighting for it, is tone deaf, and he missed white privilege. I don't emblematic. I don't even know how to deal with this kind of irrational talk and thought. I don't. I don't even know what to say to this. I mean, it's one thing to say, um, you know, there's problems with. Uh, 
with, with, with racism in certain places. Another thing entirely to say you can't respect the flag. Well, they're calling Drew, Blee, Drew Brees ignorant, and they're the ignorant ones. Steve, Simple uh, as that. he has demands, though. Steve A. Smith has demands that you won't believe. Listen to the demands that he said. By the way, he's just not some sports guy. Stephen A. Smith is a radical leftist liberal, and here's evidence. We want their asses convicted, period. They're going to be. Do we... They're going to be. Relax. They're going to be. want them convicted. We want federal legislation calling for police for, for brutality on a part of some police officers against unarmed black men to be designated as a federal hate crime. We want these kind of things. We don't want lip service. We don't want you to hug us. We don't want to lock arms with you and sing kumbaya with one another. Everybody acting like tomorrow is going to be a greater day just because we feel a little bit better. We want action. He's not mad. Is his pants on fire or something? 454-1366. <laughs> I, uh, I just don't know where to go. It's just unbelievable. Chief Joe in Williamsburg, you're on 92.7 FM and 820 AM with Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, gentlemen, and God bless you. I guess the first thing you do for people like him is pray because uh, we're not going to be able to change an individual's mind like that. Only God can change the heart heart like that. But in 2009, I was making my way from Kandahar to Bagram and then all points on the southern border between Afghanistan and Pakistan, and we managed to stop and see what they call the Benyan Buddhas. There were two statues that had stood there in the central part of Afghanistan for a thousand years before the Taliban destroyed them utterly in 2001 because they didn't agree with what they represented. Uh, I wept when I saw this. Yeah, and to I would have never thought to live to see the day that any member who any person who turned to the Constitution and to the to this country for protection would utter words and support ideas that were supported by the Stone Age Islamicists and the Taliban. I never thought to live it to see the day. All I know is that I go back and again, I touch on my education, and Orwell spoke it quite plainly in 1984. He who controls the past controls the future. He who controls the present controls the past. The most effective way to destroy people is to deny or obliterate their own understanding of this history. Right. So, and and by the like way, the history, the history turned out rightly. I mean, we gave up 600,000 lives to abolish slavery. It turned out correctly. The North ended up winning that battle, rightfully so. It turned out the right way. Why is it a sign of the opposite? It should be a reminder that the country moved forward, that things are better now. But we're sitting in, in, in 2020. We're not sitting in 1861. This isn't that time that Ralph Northern comes out and makes it sound like that nothing's changed and we're we're so – we are in the most – free time and the most open time for people ever in the history of our country the ever best, the best time the best time ever and we're told it's the worst by the way the stats prove that it's not the worst death of black people have dropped since 2015 when barack obama was president dropped radically the stats prove that things are better than they ever have been but don't get in the way of the mob. Don't get in the way of their mentality. The mob mentality is so bad that you can't even say America's great or you have a love of the flag anymore. Now you got to burn everything down. you got to burn the country down, the flag down, 
the Constitution, everything. We must start completely over, we're told. Minneapolis City Council says we've got to throw out the police department. We've got to start completely over. This is a mob mentality, and it's winning. And it's winning. It's winning on social media. It's winning on your news. It's winning because Ralph Northam and our, our, our mayor of Richmond capitulate to it. They actually go out and shake their hands and give them a megaphone and say, here, drop every F-bomb you want. Write it all over the statues. We won't stop you. Destroy the city. We're not going to stop you. We don't have the guts to stop you. Stopping you would be bad. We'd have to arrest you, and we're letting people out. We're not putting people in. It's a, it's a disgusting time on many levels, not only because of what this police officer did, which was horrible, and everyone condemns it from top to bottom. No one has ever approved of it. No one. I mean, you're protesting against, against what? I mean, the entire country's on your side. Until you burn it down, then it's a problem for some. Your phone call's next, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. You can swim. Congratulations. The benevolent dictator we call Ralph Northam, the governor of uh, Virginia, who's in embarrassment, has allowed you to swim starting today. It's phase two of coronavirus 2020. In your own pool. In your own pool. Well, in multiple. I mean, you can. other pools are open, but there's restrictions, you see. And the restrictions are quite serious. You can't allow more than three people in a lane. So they're going to they're gonna fix that. If you open um, open up, there are up to three people who are able to swim in a lane. For example, a parent could swim with a small child or a family in one lane, which will allow a smaller child <laughs> to cool off and enjoy the water. This is going to be uh, fascinating it, how all the rules pan out. Swim pools may expand operations of both indoor and outdoor exercise, diving, and swim instruction, but they cannot open their main pools for public wading or swimming. So just still by exercise only. So three people, I mean, is there a pool police running around going, you got four people in that lane? Do you realize that? And how dangerous is that? That's a job I want. Right. It I is. just go and climb in the water. Everybody out. Blow the whistle. Everybody out of the pool. It's a, it's a no more adult swim. It's a whole new adult swim. They even do adult swim anymore. Remember it's when we were kids? adult police pool swim time. They're even going as far with this new phase two. Some of these school, these uh, pools are offering virtual swim meets. This gives a whole new word to the Zoom conference call. Richmond Metropolitan Aquatics League has decided to offer virtual meets this year. <laughs> swim meets. Virtual? I'm. How does that even happen? They, didn't, they don't want so many people showing up at swim meets. I mean, they could get nearly 1,400 swimmers at a swim meet. We can't have that anymore. So they're going to go to virtual. So they're planning for six to 700 swimmers to participate in virtual meets. So you set up a Zoom camera. It's into the pool. Which pool? All pools? Well, here's how it might work, according to this. With swim meets, virtual ones, that is, swimmers will swim at their home pools, socially distanced, from three swimmers in the pool, there'll be three timers, minimum officiating, and no ribbons or passing out paper. So if you're on a swim team, 
and uh, you go to your neighborhood pool. How does that work? Everybody out? I'm here for a virtual, virtual swim meet. meet. Prop my phone up on the end of the pool. Right. How insane is that? How insane have we that gotten? Is, that is crazy. You know what's Whose brilliant idea is this? Well, it's uh, the Richmond Metropolitan Aquatics who was trying to participate in the benevolent dictator's uh, demands. Wreck it, Ralph. His executive orders. Instead of what, what, the R, uh, what the Richmond Metropolitan Aquatics League ought to do is say, stick it in your ear. We're having a swim meet. But instead, they go on to say that each pool has different protocols and measures. We want decisions to be made at locally so families and communities can decide where they're comfortable. And then the president said, this is the summer of fun swimming. We're not going to worry about making records. Yeah, no tracking of who wins or loses. Well, that's perfect. Who wants to be in a swim meet when it really doesn't matter who wins or loses? Why even race? Why do a virtual meet if you don't care who wins or loses? Are they going to have virtual baseball teams? That would be an interesting one. And how would that work? Well, I'm sure we could figure that one out, too. But we probably have to say there's no record-keeping either. No score. Yeah, no score. Everyone gets a trophy. Hallelujah. That's I what, find it. You I, know, I, <laughs> it's crazy. It whole, it's all insane. A virtual swim meet. It's interesting how we, you know, us serfs and peasants, the little people that Ralph Northam looks down from his perch in Richmond. That have no common sense. and We no, can't do it on our no own. No sense of adventure. We can't do this by ourselves. And But but worse than, than that, we, we're allowing this. We're actually celebrating today phase two. The Commonwealth said phase two. Let's celebrate. Let's all get out. Have Hey, we're at phase two, folks. Isn't that awesome? I'm going to write Ralph Northam a letter of thank you. Thank you for letting me swim in my lane. Oh, I know that only me and my son can be in there and one other because there's three. But thank you, sir, for being a benevolent dictator. How does phase two affect restaurants? 50% capacity. Now can you go in and stand up and eat? And then when phase three hits, you can actually sit down and eat? (laughs) No, you can sit down, but only 50% capacity. So they're actually So in other words... If you have a family of four, two can sit at this table six feet apart, and two can sit at that table six feet apart. No, no, no. Families can sit together. They just have to be further from the next family. You can't be that close to that other person because other people are viruses. We know this because Ralph has told us. We're, we're made they're to viruses look, with feet. Viruses with feet. And they're coming in the door. <laughs> right. Dangerous. So the good news, Ralph Northam said, is, quote, phase two will include more flexibility for restaurants, gyms. Sports, outdoor entertainment, and gatherings up to 50 people. I can almost hear him saying it. It means restaurants can have indoor seating again, up to 50% of their capacity. It means gyms and fitness centers can have indoor classes and workouts at 30% of their capacity. People can go inside the gym now? Yes, they can. Because last week they had to be outside. Correct. About that. Ralph. How did that work? Bring me 50 pounds. That's not. I mean, how does that work being outside the it gym? Didn't. It didn't. That's why gyms are going out of business. Thank you, Wreck-It Ralph, on so many things you wrecked. An embarrassment. I'm sure he's a nice guy, though. Sounds like a good southern gentleman. Governor right. Blackface. How your, could you figure anything different? Your phone call's next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820. WNTW.
you will comply or the mob will get you. And on social media. I listened to my kids this week talk about the outrage that's on social media. If you don't comply, if you don't cower at the thought of saying and doing the exact right things, you will be shut down, attacked by everyone. That's the exact right things in their mind. This We are welcome their to definition. the mob mentality. It is, if you don't agree with me, we will destroy you. We will sh- come to your house. We'll burn it down to the ground. It's unbelievable how, how insane it's come. The CNU, Christopher Newport University's president, had to apologize for things he said this week. And the mob went and got him. He said he sent an email to students, staff, and alumni. It was a good email. It talked about how he grieves for the family of George Floyd, and he's glad the police are in custody and other victims. But then he criticized the destruction of property, and he was upset with the protests and how they burned Richmond. He cited the theft at a merchandise and clothing store that his son owned on Broad Street. And the problem? Well, an alumni... 2017 graduate said he fails to recognize the institutional racism that many students of color have to face. What? He didn't do it. He did that. Oh, maybe he didn't do it well enough. It's just poor. It, to, people have got to stop apologizing. He didn't say anything wrong, but he did. He apologized. He had well, the mob. They don't need to stop apologizing. They need to stand their ground. That's what they need to do. The mob got to him, too. All right, coming up. You don't have to be racist to do racist things. That was an article in the Times-Dispatch today. We'll discuss it and your phone calls, 454-1366. The Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. WNTW, 820 AM, Richmond, Chester, Virginia, and W224EB, 92.7 FM. So uh, Mark Warner and Abigail, Abby Spanberger, says support the NAACP. It's unconscionable. We'll talk about that. Uh, Businesses are now emailing customers with massive political statements about black lives. Why? Why are they doing that? We'll share that with you. And you don't have to be a racist to do racist things. What? That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio. As the Founding Fathers intended, the only two had a talk show outside the Capitol, the Lee Brothers. My name's Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this uh, lovely Friday afternoon. Prepare yourself for the storms tonight. They're coming. And uh, they might be fun. Who knows? You are a storm chaser. It happen. I like storms. I know. You do. Storms are my friend. All right. So um, let, me, let, let the Lee Brothers start with, with something very simple. And I say this because I've I've tried to educate myself this week as all this was happening, and it is it is blatantly obvious. Unlike uh, Mayor Stoney uh, from Richmond, he's been black for thirty nine years of his life. Well, <laughs> the Lee brothers have been have been white our whole lives, and we have no idea. And I say this with absolute truth: we have no idea what it's like to live. As a as black men, we don't. Now we have these certain ideals that we look at, and 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 we try to see and put ourselves in certain shoes, but we don't know. 
We just don't. When, when, when somebody tells me that it's hard being black in America, my first reaction is, this is the best place to be, is America. But I don't know. And I will grant that I don't know. And so when I see articles and, and people's comments about that, I'm, I'm very sympathetic towards it. And I want to be. I don't want to be unsympathetic to what happened when, as a black person in America, looking at what happened in, in Minneapolis, I look at it, I'm sure, differently. I didn't look at it as an attack on race. I guess if you're a black person, you might. There definitely are different eyes that see things differently. So let me, on the outset, say, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's like. But I have these ideas and principles, and when I look at this article that came out in the Times-Dispatch today by Jake O'Connor, he said, you don't have to be a racist to perpetuate racist behaviors. I, I, was, I was a little upset about the title. I was like, wait a minute, I can be a racist without being a racist? And if I do something, how is, how, what am I doing that's racist that I don't even recognize that it's racist? That's possible? And my first thought was, I think we need to define what racism is. Racism is a view that one race is more superior than another race. And in that way, should live differently than the, than the races otherwise. A racist says that racism uh, over, overviews a different race. That's what racism is. So you don't have to be a racist to perpetuate racist behaviors. I dug deeper. You may have seen this article by Jake O'Connor, who is, he, he immediately mixed, admits he's a mixed man with white parents, and um, he has uh, black brothers and, and white brothers. He's got an incredible background here, so he can actually speak to these things. But here's what caught me in the article. He says, at the end of the day, I'm still a black man. And with that comes some systematic racism that many never see. What many don't understand is you don't have to be a racist to perpetuate racist behaviors. I went, okay, I'll read further. If I could count the times, he says, that I've been told by white people that I speak, act, or dress white, I'd be a very rich man. Is that a racist comment? Or is it a stereotype? It's a it's a stereotype without question. Is it racist? Is the person that says that to Mr. O'Connor saying, I believe I'm superior to you? I don't think so. I think it's a stereotype. And quite honestly, everybody lives by stereotypes. Everyone. Now, some are can be more offensive than others, but a stereotype is just that. So I I don't know if a stereotype is racist. I mean, help me, 454-1366. I'm legitimately asking because I, I don't know. I, I get the sense that it's not. But he goes on in this article to say, no matter how I speak, dress, or act, the fact will never change now what I want it to change. That he is a black man. Of course. It doesn't matter what people say. He's proud of being black. And to say something on anything less is a discredit to my identity. I agree entirely. He goes on to say, what does being a black man mean to me based on my experiences? Here's, here's where it gets interesting, and I want your take on it. 
it means, here's what black means to, to him. It means that if I'm put in a situation where my friends are running from the police or talking back, I cannot in fear that I will be seen as the aggressor or agitator because of the color of my skin. Why are you running from the police? Why is anyone running from the police? If you and your friends are running from the police, that's a problem. Why, why are you in that situation? If you find yourself in that situation, you might have other problems. But you're actually suggesting and saying that because of the color of your skin, you've got a bigger problem. The, stati- the statistics don't prove that. They don't. More people who are white die from the hands of police than are black. So if that's what it means to you, I only ask, why are you running from the police, and why do you think your color is going to be affected by it? And I, I, like I said, I started from the beginning. I'm not black. I don't understand. I, don't, I can't relate to that. I want to relate and understand, but the statistics don't point that out. Well, let's start with what kind of crime did you just commit? What right. did you and your friends just do to <laughs> cause the police to chase you in the first place? These are his experiences out of this article. Again, the title of the article is, You Don't Have to Be Racist to Perpetuate Racist Behaviors. He goes on to say, On my experiences, based on my experience, black means that when I go for a job interview and people see that my name is Jake O'Connor, they're confused because they're seeing a person who doesn't match the envision what they saw on my resume. That is an absolute subjective view. That's not objective fact. I can tell you as I interview people, and I interview plenty of people, not one time do I go, wait a minute, you're a black man. Your name doesn't match your That is an absolute subjective point of view. That's not fact. I don't even believe that for a second. See, my inherent belief is that most of America isn't racist. It's almost as if this gentleman believes all of America is racist, and my experiences say this. You don't have to be a racist to perpetuate racist behaviors. By the way, are any of these racist behaviors yet? I'm not sure they are. They're, they're more stereotypes. He also goes on to say this. Being black in America means that when I, when I got into various good colleges, I was told it was due to the fact of affirmative action. Who came up with affirmative action? The radical left is affirmative action. You should be upset with Democrats who put affirmative action in place for people to even think that. I actually agree with that entirely. You should go to college on your own merits. The fact that there's an affirmative action program that puts people ahead of others based upon the color of their skin is inherently wrong. I wouldn't want to attend that college. I think all of them do it. But all of them, all of them pretty much do. Some don't. I mean, VCU said that they do it on purpose. That when he when when Michael Rouse stood up in front of graduation, he looked at the crowd. He saw differences. He saw color of skin. It's exactly what he said. He goes, "You're in the most diverse university in America, and it's by design." Liberty University, I would like to think, doesn't do that. That's a private school. Yeah, true. Nice school. Good school. I I was shocked by this article, and I I don't know what I'm doing. As a non-racist, because he admits that you don't have to be racist to perpetuate racist behaviors. Man, I, I quickly read into it. What, what are these behaviors that I'm doing that are racist? It turns out not a single one of these things I've ever done. And, and, and the stereotypes aren't racist. Confused from the beginning. Jake O'Connor 
it's a great article. Please go check this thing out. Check it out. Times Dispatch. It's um, the column is you don't have to be racist to perpetuate racist behaviors. See if you agree with the Lee brothers on this. All right, coming up, Abigail Spanberger, Senator Mark Warner. They chimed in. Wants you to donate to the NAACP. There couldn't be a worse organization to donate to. And we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, explain what they say next. And your phone calls. 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820, WN. Oh, Abigail Spanberger. The congressman from District 7 has chimed in on this. And, and, and you know what? All politicians have to. Mark Warner sent a letter out. Black Americans have been, have been denied justice in our country for tar, far too long, said Mark Warner. Really? Then he went Is on it? to say, now vote for me. <laughs> First, Abigail Spanberger wrote, the individuals responsible for George Floyd's death must be held accountable. Really? No kidding. No. That's an interesting comment. How, how, wow. She went way out on a limb on that one, Richard. And then she then she finished by saying, now vote for me. Abigail Spanberger. Then she goes on to say, if you're looking for ways to take action, please considering supporting the NAACP and its hashtag we are done dying campaign. So I looked it up. What is the hashtag we're done dying campaign, Abigail Spanberger? Well, the if you click on the NAACP and click on that we are done dying, that's what it says right at the top. We are done dying. We do not have the full right to live in this country. Really? Is that an overreaction? Or not an overreaction. Is that an overstatement? We don't have the full right to live in this country? Is, is, is that really the way some people in America believe that if you're black here, you don't have a right to live in this country? It, it's, the statistics don't show that either. Wow, this is, I think, too far. Then it goes on, business as usual may cost our lives. So if we continue, black people will be killed in the streets. On, this isn't true, folks. This, we, we're being told something that's not accurate. So Abigail Spanberger believes that black people can't live in America. She wants you to donate to NAACP and... And, and it, what good is that going to do? Exactly. Well, what well, good is that good. going to do? It's not going to do anything. No, it's not. Of course, then Mark Warner, who can't be outdone. Mark Warner said in his letter, he said, um, friend. That's a nice opening part to the letter. <laughs> friend, comma. That's better than saying dirtbag. He said, I'm sure you folks have seen the protests this weekend. No, what are you talking about? What's he talking about, Richard? Senator Mark Warner, protest? What protest? He said this, quote, Black Americans have been denied justice in our country for far too long. The painful truth is that if they were white, they probably would not have died, unquote. Well, Mark, you know, you've been a senator for how long? And you're letting this happen? Is that what I'm, is that what I'm hearing? It's on your watch, Mark Warner. You no, know, you're... Senator from Virginia, and you're letting this happen? How dare you? Why are you letting black people die? Why are you not coming to the rescue? Why have you denied justice for the black community, Mark Warner? Where's your bill that puts the black people? 
Where's the constitutional amendment to allow... Oh, wait. All that is there. The, the point is they're not denied justice. In fact, if you want to say justice is proper punishment, the four police officers have all been arrested. Right. Justice is being served. What is Mark Warner talking about here? Do you think Abigail Spanberger and Mark Warner have a reason to, to, to make the flames of this seem higher? Do you think Mark Warner and Abigail Spanberger have a political agenda behind making this look worse than it really is? Are they looking for a way to blame Trump? And get rid of Trump. Mark Warner goes on to say, quote, We all have a responsibility to challenge racist systems. No kidding. Of You've course been we in do. office how long? Mark? I know, unbelievable. You've been you in figure office that out. how long? And, and you and, just figured this out? And by the way, show me the racist system, and I'll be 110% with you. I'm against every racist system. I'm looking for it. Find me the racist system. Really? He says it's, you need to start right away. <laughs> Mark Warner goes on to say, I've supported measures to prevent discrimination against people of color at work, at school, and the ballot box. Yeah, my promise that I will continue to fight for legislative changes to make our commonwealth and our country a more just place. So don't we have legislation against that? Don't, what other legislation are we missing, Senator Warner? Don't we already have laws against discrimination? We do. Of course we do. What is he talking about? I don't think he realizes or knows what he's talking about. Wait till you I really it. don't. Next, he says, quote, I hope you will join me in confronting biases, hate, and discrimination. No. No one's going to join you, Mark Warner. Everyone's for. Everyone but you and the left are for biases, they're for hate, and they want discrimination. That's a missed opportunity. Unbelievable. We could have wanted all those things. I know. It's just and a, we didn't know. And now Warner tells us not to. Oh. Warner says join him. Let, Richard, let's join Mark Warner, shall we, in confronting yeah, biases and hatred yeah. and discriminatory but actions. Please. No tuna melt sandwiches. Oh, no kidding. That was disgusting. disgusting. It looked disgusting. How could you ever eat it? I'm glad Mark Warner and Abigail Spanberg are there to remind us of these things. Well, doubt them. Who would? I mean, of course. We'd be lost. I mean, everyone's racist but these two people. They can look down at everyone in the Commonwealth and go, you racist people, stop it. Stop being racist. This has been our problem all along, at least, at least mine. America isn't racist. There are racists, yes, and we don't even know if this was a racist incident that happened in Minneapolis. Only thing we know is there was a black man and a white officer, and there was also other officers of color there. We don't even know the details of this. We know it's an outrage. We know we ought to be against it. We know the police officer ought to be prosecuted. But now America's racist? Just disagree. Do you? 454 1366 Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Just after 532, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. I almost feel dirty saying that now, especially after this week. It's just terrible what has happened in Richmond thanks to the mayor and the governor. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother, sitting to my left. Sometimes, is far left. Is Richard Lee. 
All right, so um, check us out, 92.7 FM, 820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you to a couple great videos there. explains many things when you get there. First of all, this Rosenstein uh, event that happened this week that many of you missed because of the riots and the things that are happening. The Democrats have egg on their face. Rosenstein is like, what a disaster. I would have never approved this thing if I knew all about this. That video is found there by clicking on the Lee Brothers on our page. I don't know why companies want to get into politics. I really don't. Why don't you just avoid it? I mean, I understand making a statement that says what happened to George Floyd is wrong. That's one thing because 100% of people agree with that. And you could even go as far to say the police should be prosecuted because everyone agrees with that. But then you go down further, you start to show a real deep political divide that is ugly. Legos, for example. I mean, it's an innocent toy company, right? They suspended building blocks that, that feature police and the White House this week. That's stupid. What's <laughs> next, Batman? Yeah, no kidding. They're, they're going to delete Batman and Superman and all the superheroes? I love Legos. When I was a kid, I played with Legos. I used to love them. The Lego movies, by the way, are phenomenal. They're hilarious. You still play with Legos. Don't Go ahead and tell the truth. Why would you do that? That's just not... Pack them up, put them away, the and in three years, put them on eBay. You'll make a fortune. Well, that's true. could be. Maybe Legos will go out of business because of this. But Legos has suspended this promotional campaign of building block sets that feature the White House, police officers, firefighters, and emergency equipment. Why would you alienate potentially 50% of your customer base by doing something politically stupid? I completely agree. One thing I don't understand is, you know, as a kid, you know, you and I used to play with Matchbox cars and and Legos and other things. And the the one thing I love, especially about the Matchbox cars, is the police car. I thought that was cool. Police cars detail on the little Matchbox cars. Yeah. And, you know, you used to set up the little roads and you could set up, like, even a little speed trap. And it was so cool. I never had animosity towards a police car. But now I guess... Is it matchbox cars are going to stop? I don't know what they're going to do now. I have no idea. Well, what are you supposed to do? Walk by one and throw a match in? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, what are you <laughs> You know, do you go home and set your matchbox cars on fire? <laughs> you know, not everybody's happy with Logo, or I'm sorry, Lego. <laughs> logo. The 30 Lego toys representing. That's the competitor that went out of business <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Kids just didn't get the Logo word. He missed the one letter. Don't buy me logos, mommy. I want Legos. I want Legos. One toy store owner wrote, we firmly believe, hashtag Black Lives Matter. For decades, Lego police and fire rescue have been the very best example of how to protect and rescue all kinds of people. What's the Especially message you're sending? people. <laughs> well, I, and some, yeah. People that are made out of blocks. So I don't understand. Little square heads and square I, I, arms. I, this may backfire on Lego. It, it should. It should. It should backfire on all of them. They should stay the hell out of politics and oh. do their thing, make their toys, make whatever it is they make, and move on. Is there some kind of demand from the customer base, all these companies, saying, what's your stance? Do you afford black? I mean, what's happening at social media to make these companies do this? I mean, Uber came out this week. In fact, just yesterday. They had a big, long letter. You know, I, they go on to say, distorting things about how bad it is. But then they say, I wish that institutional racism didn't cause their deaths. 
Institutional racism didn't cause their deaths. A one guy. Not even the police force caused their deaths. This one guy did, and he's being punished for it. Uber goes on to say, as a company, we believe that everyone has the right to move freely, no matter where they live or what color they are. Has this been a problem for them? Have they been discriminating up to this point? I didn't know they re- discriminated. Did you, Richard? I thought no, Uber picked I, everybody up. I had no idea. I mean, I, are they admitting something here that we don't know about? Maybe. What do you mean? What do you mean they believe they have the right to move freely? Of course. Does that even need to be mentioned? We're a free country. Everyone has a right to move freely. Except Uber. criminals. Yeah, criminals don't. Hopefully they're in prison. They go on to say in this letter, we're committed to driving lasting change through criminal justice reform. So they donated a million dollars to Equal Justice. Okay, fine. And they go further. Uber goes further. We're committed to creating a community that treats everyone equally with dignity. Okay, that makes sense. Did you have to say I that thought they too? were doing it of course. already. I guess if they weren't, now's a good time to start. He said they're committed to supporting the black community. How? With Uber Eats. Uber Eats promotes black-owned restaurants. They do? It promotes all restaurants, not just black-owned restaurants. How do they know they're black-owned? They pull up and go, I need to see the owner. Are you white or black? Could you imagine the audacity of it? I got a call to come here and get some food. Is this black-owned or white-owned? Isn't that that offensive on its face? Well, the name of it is Peking House. Oh, (laughs) So you're Asian-owned. I'm not sure I can deliver your food. Is that what they're saying? That's preposterous. Are we really now going to say that black-owned businesses need more support from Uber Eats than white-owned businesses or Chinese-owned businesses? They're going to give the business to whoever wants them. But that's not what they're saying, Richard. Oh, I know that's not what they're saying, but you know they're going to give the business to whoever wants to give them the business. But they went further. They said Uber Eats will promote black-owned businesses while making it easier to support them with no delivery fees for the remainder of the year. For just black-owned just businesses? Just black-owned businesses. Now, that's discrimination. Well, not according to Uber, or the Uber left, should I say. Because the Uber left, the radical left, doesn't see that as discrimination. Are we really going to accept a society that says, are you a black-owned business or a white-owned business? And if you're, by the way, a black-owned business, we're not going to riot and destroy it. Remember what, what, um, what's what's the guy's name we played last week that um, that said that he was upset that they were destroying black-owned businesses. I forgot the guy's name already. Kind of glad I did. I want it out of my mind. Uber I, goes. I on, forgot it as soon as you said it. Uber goes on <laughs> to say we're committed to making Uber a diverse and inclusive workforce. How? Listen to this. They've tied senior executive pay to progress on diversity goals. So what did that look like? Talk about judging people by the color of their skin. Uber, while trying to be diverse, has shown themselves to be racist. They judge people by the color of their skin. They pay their senior executives based on diversity goals. So I guess they have to look at resumes and say, are you a white person or a black person? I thought you weren't allowed to ask that question. But I guess you are, because you see they get compensated for more black people. Does that seem fair? Well. Is that what our country is is heading? Is that what you want? I, I, I beg for a colorblind society, but not when you have Uber saying, oh, listen to this. 
We're going to pay our executives based upon the color of your skin. Seems radically unfair. It seems radically racist, doesn't it? And at the it end sounds of, ridiculous. At the end of Uber's letter, they, in case you didn't know, he said, let me speak clearly and unequivocally. Black lives matter. Of course they do. Of course black lives matter. Of course they do. I want to see the place where it says they don't. Who is saying they don't matter? Every time I hear hashtag Black Lives Matter or see it, I'm, I'm just wondering who they're arguing with. It's the, same, it's the same process and the same idea that people are protesting what has happened when 100% of America agree that it's wrong. Maybe we're wrong. 454-1366, 454-1366. This wasn't the only email from Uber, Lego. I got one on my, on my uh, a business this week. I got a third-party vendor of ours who did the same thing. We sent this email out. said, we've closed our operation today, Friday. We closed it down so our staff could go protest. Oh, they shut their store down so people could go protest. Well, why, why should they be kept out? Yeah, good point. There's cars to be burnt and windows to be broken. You know, they I'm, are. You know, there are things to be stolen. If you're running a business, they should have big screen TVs too. If you're running a business, do you do you send a political letter out to your customers? If you're running a business, if you're an idiot. You do. Do you? Sh- <laughs> if you if you're running a business, do you shut your business down? You shut it down. So that people could go protest anything. Who cares what the protest is? You shut it down? Who does that? Who shuts their company down to let people go protest anything? I don't care what it is. To go protest? What kind of statement are you making? Is it You're running a business, man. You're not running a political establishment. And people are doing this? I mean, I guess politics to the left is everything. No, it's just not a part of who they are. It is exactly who they are. In fact, they believe so much in politics, they'll shut their business down. They believe in so much in defeating the evil of Trump, they will lie to do it because you see Trump's evil. That's how the left thinks. Conservatives, politics is just part of their life. It's not entirely everything in their life. Actually, conservatives believe in living their politics, not enforcing their politics. If the conservative doesn't like something, they don't lobby Congress to make everyone hate it. <laughs> but l- the left does. The left cancels their business to protest. And it's craziness. That is how impassioned the radical left is. And conservatives, quite honestly, we're passionate, but it's just politics, man. I'm raising kids to be moral, productive, and God-fearing. I'm working hard so that I can put food on my family, as George Bush says. I mean, that's the difference. The left, their number one priority is agitation, aggravation, and protesting. And there's a fine line you should never cross as a business owner. The political one. Exactly. Your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. That we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here 
can easily understand. Virginia citizens and American patriots, we are the Lee brothers. And we're, and, and we're quite honestly, we're a bit disheartened this week. Think about the terms Virginia citizen and American patriot and where it came from. Great hope that men of Virginia, the very founding of our country, George Mason's Declaration of Rights preceded the Declaration of Independence that gave us this amazing country that turned us all into American patriots. And it seems like this week all that's challenged. We got, we got two Virginia citizens by the name of Ralph Northam and LeVar Stoney who really disgraced these founding fathers and, and give it in into mob rule. And it, it's painful to watch. And then the bigger picture is America. It's not just those two. No, th- and then it goes to America. Obviously. It's all of the people in the mob. You know, we're Virginians. We should stand tall, be proud, be strong. And I don't mean strong like throwing bricks through windows. Not that strong. Not that strong. But this whole week with the, the amount of, you, you know, you hear about things in other cities, but you never think it's going to hit yours. You never think it's going to hit Richmond. Well, and of course, you know, in America, we've been hit, and it's yes. it's it's frustrating for for guys like us, you know, just two guys who love our country, you know, we we love the the ideas and the founding documents and the principles that give us the ultimate freedom for everyone, and and to see America attacked as if it's the worst place for anybody of any race to live is just wrong. And and Richard and I have talked about this, but it actually is a, the answer isn't legislation. The answer isn't, isn't a speech. The answer isn't our politicians. The answer is in, well, it's actually in ourselves. Exactly right. The events of this week, and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and, and kind of reading from a prayer from my pastor at my church, what I thought was just, just outstanding. He said, the events of this week remind us that human nature is sinful. Hate begets hate. And the church will never be perfect and, and may exhibit unsanctified attitudes of behavior, but the world justifies hatred and violence. Let us not be conformed to the world. Well, let us not think that if we can just get right ourselves, that the world will likewise follow. Being salt and light in the world accomplishes some good, but the perfect kingdom is yet to come. John said, in this world you will have trouble true as far as we are able we should try to affect change but that won't fix the sinful human nature can only restrain it it is wrong to assume people are essentially good that it is just the systems that are evil systematic evil arises from the sinful human nature in each of us we need a new nature that can only be given through christ and his spirit And this is where Richard and I just long and pray for a country that comes back to its original founding of a bigger picture, of a divine providence that led us to an amazing country. I feel like we've left all our values, our morals, and our faith. We've burned them. And we said, the mob now rules. 
or whatever your passions they rule. I'm sure that present troubles will test the church at large, and some will will fall into uh, the anger and ugliness that besets our flesh. And then there are others will cast off the church for its failing. Lord, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. There is hope. There is hope. There's something about promoting Christ and not ourselves that helps. It never fails. He can heal the hurting heart. He can enable us to confess our sins when we do wrong because he's paid for them. He can enable us to forgive when we are wrong because he's forgiven us. Our aim is not to make this fallen world fit us, but in Christ making us fit for heaven and him. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is what our country needs. We don't need platitudes. We don't need a megaphone at the streets of City Hall with with uh, giving it to, to people to drop the F word. We need a change of heart. We are called by the Word of God to recognize that we are all created by the image of God. Racism is a sin. It's a front to the image of God to each of us. And we are called in Christ to love our neighbor as ourselves. These things will change our country. Nothing more. We are, why are we surprised when we listen to the news? We need a new nature that only the gospel of Christ can give us. 454-1366. Dave from Enon, you're on 92.7 FM and 820 AM with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, brothers. I have a comment and then a question for you. Uh, I had to drive down uh, Monument Avenue today, not by choice, but because of my part-time delivery job, and I was disgusted by the graffiti I saw on all the statues because, to me, they have desecrated the city, not just the statues. Of course. So Richmond deserves whatever it gets. Here's my question. Uh, When uh, Adolph Northam made his comment yesterday about removing the statue, did you notice the resemblance to the remarks he made about post-birth abortion when he said the uh, the newborn would be set aside until the physician and the mother discussed the outcome? And yesterday he said the statue would be set aside into a uh, huh. warehouse and uh, discussions would uh, continue on what to do with that. Wow. So at least we know we know now he puts a newborn and an inanimate statue in the same category. Uh, I thanks, did guys. not. I did not catch that comparison. Thank you for clarifying that. It's it's a great. Yeah. Catch. Okay. Great. All right, guys. Thank Take you care for the now. call. You bet. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Bye. That's a great point. Wow. Um, Maybe he just has one fill in the blank speech. I think. I think. think yeah. Right. <laughs> he only he has one speech that fills in the blank. Yeah, exactly. Well, this one fits it. That's pretty funny. That works. I don't know what to think of Ralph Northam. I want to have the best in my heart for him, but I believe he is not a good person. I, I Just based on the abortion thing and his capitulation to the mob, he's got major issues, and he's going to leave a stain on the Commonwealth of Virginia, and it's ugly. I agree. Your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Yeah, 
I, uh, we didn't even get to Joe Biden today. Joe Biden. How can that be? I know. I mean, it's almost like you want to, you know, you just want to keep playing the things from Joe Biden. But maybe this makes sense this week. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. I tell you what, the, the, what is done, what is being done to the black community is a disgrace. And I, there are plenty of, of uh, black people who are upset over it. Candace Owens came out today and said, you know what, George Floyd is, does not represent my blackness. You know, and I thought that was a shocking statement. And then, and you have, um, uh, what's his name today? The, uh, uh, the, the black radio talk show host who came out and said, this is a disgrace what's happening and the police aren't racist and all the rest. You're, the, the black community is being, being hoodwinked by the left. Joe Biden is just a part of that. To say this statement about your, you know, even how he gets a little accent at the end. You know, the whole, the whole thing about. And you ain't black. Yeah, that's just wrong. I mean, treat people like human beings, not different identity politics that happens. It's, it's, it's really frustrating. All right. Um, check us out. 927FM820AM.com. Easy. 927FM820AM.com. When you go there, you can click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you directly to our page. There's two great videos. One is uh, Rosenstein gets hammered by Cruz. you got to see this. It'll change your mind about everything you've heard of the mainstream media. And three great lessons, lessons from COVID-19. That's the best video. 927FM820AM.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you directly to our page where we archive our shows and our bios and contacts and the Honorary Lee Brother fan page there also. Thank you. You can check out our show tomorrow. <clears throat> Excuse me. It'll be broadcast Tomorrow morning from 8 to 10, right here on 92.7 FM and 820 AM. Thanks for joining us this uh, beautiful Friday afternoon. <coughs> Excuse me. Be prepared for the storms coming in around 7, 8 o'clock tonight. We see you next Friday right here on 92.7 FM, 820 AM, WNTW. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you.